0: Come on, Uh, here we go. Well, I thought I was live and now I am really live. So, hey, hello everyone. Melinda Russell with Let's Talk Racing Live. And so um, I am so, so excited tonight because a lot of times I interview somebody that I don't know. But this week I'm interviewing someone that I've known since 2017. I think Mandy and I met up right shortly after I launched the International Women's Motorsports Association. We met at PRI that year. I'm pretty sure it was that year, maybe the next year, but I think it was 2017, Mandy. And ever since then, I followed her. She's like one of my girls. And so I'm so excited to have her on tonight. She's having a whirlwind of a year, as she called it. So, Mandy, welcome to the show. I'm excited to hear all about what you're up to. But first, although I think everybody knows who you are, but for those who maybe don't tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live. Do you go to college? All those interesting facts. And then we'll talk about your racing career.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll ramble a little bit and do a little bit of an intro so viewers can, um, can understand a little bit about me. But okay. I, um, my name is Mandy Chick. I am from a small town outside of Kansas City. It's called DeSoto, Kansas. And um, I've lived there since I was two years old. That's where our race shop is, still is today as we're operating an Arca Menard series team. Um, so like I said, I drive in the Arca Menard series. We had our debut last year. Uh, at Indianapolis Raceway Park and did Milwaukee after that and then Daytona this year, Talladega, and Kansas. So we've had some pretty good runs and we're planning for more races this season, Um, but kind of juggling on top of, I'm doing an internship with General Motors. Um, I'm an engineering design intern, so I'm mainly up in Warren, Michigan um, this summer and working up there, loving it. Um, I also go to school as a mechanical engineering student and getting my master's in engineering management at the same time. I am one of the lucky ones to say, I go to Rose Holman Institute of Technology. It's a private engineering school in Indiana. So absolutely loving it. That school is incredible. It's um, the number one undergraduate engineering school in the country and I'm very proud of that. Um, But I'm going into my senior year. So it feels like a lot's going on and we're operating our ARCA team on top of that. And it's just, it's been all good things. So I'm really excited to see what this season brings.
0: So many good things are happening to you, but I, they don't happen by accident. They happen through lots of hard work and dedication. And I've known you long enough to know that when you decide you're going to do something, you do it 150% or 200% and you do it to the best of your ability, which is quite high. So I was excited to see that you were in Warren, Michigan, couple hours from me here, Mandy. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm sure I know, you know, Katie Hedinger mm-hmm. and her mom is over there in yes. some capacity. And yep. so, um, lots of racing family tied in mm-hmm. over, you know, around the Michigan area. So excited for you to have that opportunity. You're a senior. And then mm-hmm. what's your goal to, to what kind of a job, is Mandy going to be doing other than racing um, when she gets done with her masters?
1: Yeah. So my big goal is to um, own my own business one day. But I know um, that's several years down the road because I really want to get some good experience in the industry first and learn a lot, just be a sponge and soak it all up. So really, this opportunity with General Motors is a great foot in the door. And I'm really finding that I love the company. They're a fantastic company to work for. They've provided me some flexibility for racing this summer, which is absolutely fantastic. It's just like a big family. And I think that... um, I think that as as this summer plays out i'll figure out um, what the long-term plan looks like but i would love the opportunity to work with them full-time um, for the first two to five years plus of my career and get some experience under my belt so i'm really seeing some cool opportunities there um michigan of course has a lot of racing and i love that that mm-hmm. i would be surrounded by racing and as you yeah. said my racing family um I just, in my two weeks of being an intern there, I have had the opportunity to connect with a lot of people in, in the company. One of them being Jessica mm-hmm. uh Katie's mom. She's absolutely yeah. fantastic. And they're a wonderful family. Um, Katie and I, we go way back. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I was getting out of quarter midgets, she was getting into those. And I just, I remember little Katie and I'm just so proud of her. Yeah. I followed all that she's doing and she's just doing a wonderful job. She's Um, one that just wants to chase after her dreams and she Mm -hmm. will not let anything stop her. And I'm really proud of her.
0: And, you know, you're very similar in that respect because you did the same thing. You chased after what you wanted and you didn't let anybody tell you that you couldn't do it. And there was times I'm sure that people said, you're taking on too much. You can't do all this. Or, you know, what's a girl doing in the ARCA series or all those things that we know people say. And and you've just been like, okay, well, whatever you want to say, you say, but I'm gonna show you with my driving. And that's what you've yeah. done. And I'm so proud of you as well. And Katie both. So I, I just love watching you two girls. And so I did get to see you race at Berlin a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. and then um were you just there recently or you're gonna be there?
1: No. I was not. So the Arkham Menard series okay. was at Berlin this weekend. I, um, we have been in a couple of little family things we've been working out. So didn't okay. have the schedule availability and I popped home for father's day actually. Oh, so, yeah. um, I'm taking a little bit of time away from just a quick family, uh, get together tonight, but, okay. um, but yeah, I'm at my aunt and uncle's house and I'm in Kansas city right now
0: as we speak. Okay. Well, I appreciate that you took time for us tonight. Of course. And your dad as well. So, you know, he's an important part of your team. So let's talk about that for a minute. You Mm -hmm. you were in quarter midgets when you were little. How how old were you when you started? Because some people might not know your story. You know, some people, some people who don't know much about racing think you just, oh, I'm gonna start driving this kind of a car, and you just jump in and you go. Oh, no, right. that's not how it works. Tell <laughs> us your story from the beginning. How old were you? And, and take us through the journey.
1: Yeah. So I'm a third generation racer. That's what I like to start out telling people. My dad and my grandpa were racers before I became one. Um, my grandpa mainly built engines and cars and crew chiefed a lot of uh, Formula Ford vehicles. Um, and then my dad got into racing when he was a teenager, raced an asphalt modified at I-70 Speedway for a while um, and was into a lot of road racing stuff too. He raced some SCCA stuff. Um, and then he and my grandpa, um, owned a NASCAR truck team from 2001 to about 2005. Um, and I was born in 2001. So that was when I was really little and I was growing up around race cars all the time at two years old. I had a little power wheels, um, little truck and burnt the tires off of that. I had a four wheeler at four years old um, and flipped that it landed on my arm and I broke it. (laughs) And then when I was just quite after that, um, we decided it was time for a roll cage. So got a a dune buggy and I stripped the gears out of that because I was going too fast. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when it was time for quarter midgets. So I got to hot lap my first quarter midget at five years old and started racing at six. So Um, From when I was six until I was 12, I raced quarter midgets across the country in the USAC tour. Um, That's where I ran across a lot of my close racing friends, um, Harrison Burton, Todd Gill, and I raced with them. Carson Hosavar, he and I um, are friends, and then Katie Hedinger. some of those drivers. A lot of us started back in quarter midgets um, and bonded then. When I was 12, I moved up to full-size dirt modifieds. in the Kansas city area and raced that for a couple of years did some double duty while we were working on um, the asphalt late models and racing those. So started racing asphalt late models at 13. I was one of the last ones, me and Carson Hosovar, we were the last ones to get specially approved for um, the NASCAR home track series under 14. Yeah. Um, so had the 2016 NASCAR Missouri State Rookie of the Year, won that, um, and then went on the CRA tour. And I've been doing that all the way until last year. So yeah. a lot of racing history, it runs in my blood. It's where it's what sparked my passion for mechanical engineering. Um, but ever since I was little, it's been my dad and my grandpa step-by-step step with me. Of course, my mom's been supportive, but my my dad and my grandpa taught me the technical side of things. Um, and they taught me the love for racing. And so I uh, couldn't do it without them. Special, special shout out to them for Father's Day. I'm so thankful for them.
0: Oh, absolutely. And so, yes, it was the CRA series that you were racing when mm-hmm. I saw you at Berlin. Yeah, I'm glad you reminded me of that. And <laughs> of course, I'm a huge fan of Carson because he's from right yeah. here in Fort each slash Kalamazoo. And and I've mm-hmm. watched him race from the time he was little because he's. I think around the same age as my granddaughter, McKenna, and they, McKenna, Maddie, and Carson were all racing about the same time. Carson was traveling all over the world, it seemed like, all Mm -hmm. over the country. And and my granddaughter's raced in Kalamazoo, but um, became friends with their family. And Mm -hmm. gosh, just, you know, follow him where he goes, follow you, follow lots of you for sure. But Mm -hmm. um, just so excited for you to be in the ARCA series. Now, I do know one of the really cool things that happened this year, and mm-hmm. you'll have to remind me where it was. There were five women in the ARCA, in the mm-hmm. ARCA race. And remind that me, was, where was that? Kansas. That was Daytona. That oh, was, Daytona, Daytona. Daytona. Okay. Yep.
1: That was a really good showing for females. That was um, a great weekend. It was, yeah. I think, if I remember it correctly, it was me, Amber Balkin, Tony Breidinger, um, Natalie Decker and Logan Mazaraca. Yes,
0: yes. Yes. And what's cool about that is I've interviewed every one of you. And so that's fun (laughs) for me. So when I saw that, I was just so tickled to see all five of you in -hmm. that. And that was a big deal that weekend because you got a Mm -hmm. lot of press, all of you did, Mm -hmm. for um, kind of showing up and saying, Hey, the women are coming and they're here and you better get ready and watch out because we're coming for you, right? (laughs) yeah for sure
1: for sure it was a great it was a great weekend and I enjoyed the opportunity to network with some of them and get to meet them um and take pictures with them and all of that so there are pictures floating out there of of the five of us before race before the race um and it was a great weekend
0: it was a great weekend Mm -hmm. um so I'm going to ask you some things that you've been asking a million times but again (laughs) there may be some people listening that don't know enough about you like I do. So Mandy, what's your favorite thing about being a race car driver?
1: Oh, that's so good. Um, I think as I have progressed through my career, I have, um, I used to say, I love the people and I still do. I love the people and love getting to connect with people all across Mm -hmm. the country and make friends and they're my new family, right? A racing family. Um, And that's a huge opportunity. But as I have progressed through my career and learned a lot, um, one of my favorite things is being able to apply my engineering degree back to racing and make our cars better and always learn how to ask why. Like nothing gets done in innovation without asking why. So digging in and figuring out how to solve problems and just be better every weekend. That's one of my favorite things it's just it's a big challenge for me um just digging in and just learning and and figuring out how to make us better continually so um that's one of my favorite things and I love getting to travel with my crew as well my crew
0: for sure and you know we're going to talk about this just for a second (laughs) and I don't always get to to bring this kind of thing up but so many young gals young boys too but I focus on the girls so many young girls want to be the next whatever kind of driver, right? Top fuel, they want to be Erica Enders, they want to be um whoever it might be. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And I love, I love hearing that. But they they don't see the importance of going on to college or the education behind mm-hmm. it. So in your case, you've learned things through your education. Mm-hmm. That can help you be a better race car driver, make your car better, mm-hmm. you know, work on your car, figure it out. You don't have to depend mm-hmm. on somebody else necessarily to make that car go to get you on the track. Now, I know that dad and grandpa on your crew are indispensable, but I also mm-hmm. know that if Mandy Chick wanted to go race somewhere and nobody was available, <laughs> she'd figure out a way to do it and you could do it, couldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah. And and so I want you to, to speak a little bit to the importance of education, you know, the difficulties, but the benefits, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So for me, going to engineering school is empowering just because I of course racing is a possibility as far as a career goes but i always want to have a backup plan i'm a strategic thinker and that i want to have multiple options and um so being able to go do that was was huge for me. It was empowering um, that outside of my racing, I have other things I can work on too. Um, and I can apply that to many different industries. But as I've learned things in my engineering degree, it has been so valuable to be able to go back and apply that to my racing. It makes me a better driver, makes me a better team owner even because I'm a partial owner of our team. And just knowing the finance side too, um, with That's the great. engineering management masters and learning how to run a business and manage a budget that's so important. And it's something that a lot of racers lose sight of. Mm -hmm. That's why you see drivers pop in and out of series all the time. And it's not sustainable. It's because they don't know how to run a business or they don't know how to, um, work on their cars and they have to hire it all out or they have to, they can't manage their budget properly. All of those things are really important. Um, but really low Rose has, has really, taught me how to dig in and figure out my way out of anything um that's the thing about rose that's so tough is they they challenge us with problems but it teaches us just to persevere and always keep working hard um that's probably one of the biggest lessons i've learned in college overall um and so that importance whatever whatever plan is after high school whether it's whether it's college or a technical school or technical training or something like that, having some sort of a strategic plan to get you from point A to point B is so crucial because it teaches you great lessons.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, God forbid, racing would disappear. I don't know what we would do, but if it did, but if it did, I always say there's, there's a couple things that you'll never lose. One is your race family as friends They're always going to be there no matter Mm -hmm. what, and your education. And, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, kids look at, oh, four years of college. How many, I mean, you've gone longer than that. How many years have you been in school since high school?
1: I've been in school for three years. So going into my senior year, but I'll be four years and ten weeks when I'm done. The extra yeah. 10 weeks is to finish off my master's credit. So I'll okay. bachelor's
0: and master's in four years and ten weeks. So that's incredible because <laughs> most people can't do that. Although my granddaughter, <laughs> my granddaughter went to Western Illinois University for marketing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she did uh she did college in three years and then finished her master's in another year. And She's she's kind of like you. She's very smart. (laughs) She's dedicated and she's, she's not going to let anybody stop her. And, but typically it would take at least four years, if not a little longer, maybe to get all that done. And Mm -hmm. kids look at that like it's an eternity. Mm -hmm. And when in the scope of life, I'm 67 Mm -hmm. in the scope of life, that's only a blip on the radio on the radar. So Mm -hmm. I want kids to understand that it's so important Because if they're looking at a resume for a crew chief, one has a college Mm -hmm. education and one doesn't. I'm not saying that that's 100 percent that you're going to get the job, but it's it weighs a lot on, you know, jobs down the road Mm -hmm. for sure.
1: Yeah. And and not just that, but technical experience, finding any opportunity to throw yourself into the deep end and learn how to solve problems and and work in different industries. That's so important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. For mm-hmm. sure. So we we're getting a chance tonight to kind of go off a different direction than I normally <laughs> do, but I knew that we would be able to do that with you because you've been there and you've done it for sure. Mm-hmm. Now the kids at school, do they all know you race? What have they, what do they say about it? Even back maybe to high school, what's been your experience with your, um, you know, your, your other kids at school about your racing?
1: Yeah, high school has been, high school was a little bit different than college, actually, actually a lot different, really. Um, High school, I had grown up with them, um, with my classmates, they, I had been in class with them since we were kindergartners. Uh, Since I'm from a small town, we all, you know, progressed through school um, together. But I went into uh, school in high school, and a lot of people didn't want to hear about the racing. Um, They kind of thought of it as a bother. And, um, for me, I just liked talking about the racing because of course it's what I was interested in. I was loving racing. I was racing pro late models at the time and asphalt or dirt modifieds. And that was just an absolute blast. And, and I think a lot of, a lot of that, a lot of the backlash from kids at that point was some of the jealousy. Um, Mm -hmm. but I was lucky to have a best friend at the time that, um, dug in and went to racetracks with me on weekends. And she was one of my most supportive friends and, Um, Just having a friend to get you through that is, is huge Um, just to have with me at school and all of that. Um, But my racing started to take an uptick when I got uh, past my sophomore year Um, and we were traveling with the CRA series a lot and I was missing a lot of school because I was traveling across the country. So I ended up going to an online high school for my last two years of high school. And I absolutely loved it. I'm a self-driven person. So being Mm -hmm. able to just on my own pace, work through my schoolwork, it was fantastic. I even graduated a semester early right before COVID and just worked all the way from January to August in my mom's tax accounting office. So, yeah, um, that was an interesting experience for me. I got to pioneer the AP calculus program and the engineering program um, at, at that online high school. So um, my, my friend's situation was a bit different than it was in college. I feel like once college happened, a lot of people have more maturity or, you know, it really was the community at Rose that pulled me in and they mm-hmm. were so supportive from day one. It really kind of uh, shocked me. It was one of those, like people want to hear about my racing. Like it wasn't something that I would introduce myself with like, Hey, I'm Mandy. Fun fact. I drive race cars. Like it wasn't one of those things in freshman year. I was a little bit nervous from my high school experience. But um then I made friends in college. They were fantastic. I were a small campus, so I knew everyone on campus by winter quarter of my freshman year. Um, and they always loved hearing about racing. My professors wanted to hear about the racing. Um, my residence hall would have watch parties. They actually, <laughs> the first weekend I moved in, I had a race at Winchester and it was televised. It was on like, I think it was Speed 51 at the time, which is now Racing America, but um, they had done a watch party that weekend. And then I would pass everyone Monday morning on campus, just walk to class, and they're like, hey, Mandy, these are people I'd never seen before. Hey, Mandy, we saw your race, when's your next one? And so it, it was just that build of just that community on campus. Mm-hmm. There, a lot of people are interested in racing at Rose. I'm seeing that. Uh, that interest increase as we add more freshman classes as well. So I know our new uh, freshman class is stacked with a lot of people that are interested in racing or already involved. Maybe they're drag racers or dirt racers. I even have a quarter midget friend um, that goes to Rose. Um, so it really is a racing community.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: and That's been really nice. The, my friend's situation at, at Rose has been so much better. And I've been lucky to meet the people I have.
0: Well, and wouldn't, uh, wouldn't a lot of those kids be going into similar um, occupations? So they, they get it, they, they get what Mm -hmm. it takes and they get, you know, hey, that's an important, you know, um, occupation Mm -hmm. and racing needs those kind of people. So I would Mm -hmm. think, you know, for one thing, and like you said, they're more mature and, and I, I love hearing that because I've talked to girls who say, Mm -hmm. oh, I never, I never got to talk about being a race car driver because I was made fun of and the boys made fun of me and the girls mm-hmm. made fun of me. And, and and they didn't have a lot of friends in high school mm-hmm. or even middle school, whatever, because they were gone every weekend. They didn't go yeah. to the parties and the dances and the whatevers.
1: You miss a lot of birthday parties and life events as a kid. Yeah, I had all of that when I was in um, elementary school, middle school, high school, all of those, I, Mm -hmm. um, lost a lot of friendships because I was traveling on weekends and people couldn't appreciate it, or they didn't see that I was achieving my dreams. And this is what I wanted to do, you know, but it really is that inclusive community at Rose and, um, they are racing centered. And, you know, I think sometimes people view me as like the connection to the racing industry. If they're interested in working there, they'll come up to me and ask for advice on how they get their foot in the door in the racing industry. So I've been able to um, kind of connect people to the racing industry. Like, hey, I know so-and-so, I know they're looking for an intern, you know? Yeah. So that's been been really fun to be able to experience that in college. And I know that having that close-knit, small community that's interested in engineering, especially is, that's been valuable at
0: Rose. Well, and those friends are probably gonna be your long-term life friends. Exactly. And and there may be a good number of those people that mm-hmm. are going to end up in the racing, mm-hmm. you know, industry. And so, um, you know, that's <laughs> that's just so I just I I can't even tell you how much it blesses me to hear that because so many times I hear mm-hmm. the opposite. And I want girls and, you know, guys, too, but especially <laughs> girls. I want them to know that there are places out there that you can really be embraced mm-hmm. and accepted and Uh rose is one of those places
1: yeah absolutely and even past that one of the things that i did in freshman year and i was not sure how to do this because i was racing and traveling a lot right like a lot of weekends i'm gone and i was worried about the time commitment but i went through sorority recruitment and it was the best thing i could have done just for me to make friends and bond with other women on campus where our campus is 25 percent female So it's still very male dominated Mm -hmm. and getting to connect with women um, that think alike and interact alike and want to make friends on campus. That was huge. So I have been lucky to be a member of Tri Delta for three years. And um, I'm so honored that this year they elected me to be president for the upcoming year. So that's been a huge experience for me as well. Just being able to connect with people and get to know them. And they've done watch parties for me. Really, honestly, almost every race they've watched on um, Fox sports one or something this season. And it's just been huge. I have some sorority sisters coming to my Iowa race um, and some to my Michigan and Milwaukee races. And so just some of those things are invaluable. I I'm so glad that I had, you know, thrown myself into the deep end and just said, let's try it. Let's try sorority life and just get to connect with people.
0: So, that's, yeah. that's awesome and now you're you've got one more thing on your plate because now you're president of the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah i just like to pile it on you know, you know.
0: Why, why not let's just do well, everything all people at once ask right?
1: how i manage it but it's really like i don't know i figure it out like i really don't know how i answer people on
0: that. yeah you, <laughs> i know you know who taylor ferns is and yep. she goes to you know she works at sam bernstein law and she goes to school and she races and blah ma- very similar to you. And I asked her, how do you get, and she said, you just have to be a very good manager organized and, and you know, her, where she works is flexible, but still you have to, you have to be sharp and have it all together because you could drop the ball pretty easy.
1: Oh, for sure. See, as an engineer, um, (laughs) I'm works different. yeah my color-coded spreadsheets and my oh, yeah. calendar like type a personality here totally, for sure totally and so that's i think what gets me through it but really you do have to be a good time manager
0: and yeah. organized yeah mm-hmm. i was in the accounting field same thing <laughs> Yeah, you know my my closet is yep. color-coded my yeah <laughs> the whole bit you know and i mm-hmm. i'm a crafter and a scrapbooker and so my things have to be really organized and yeah it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy but you can get a lot more done if you, if you do that for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so what's your favorite track that you've raced at?
1: Oh my goodness. That's a tough one. I, um, I have a couple of different ones. So when I was in late models, I absolutely loved Bristol. Bristol was a blast. It's flat foot. It's, you know, it's all of the momentum and just so fast and so fun. Um, but I got the opportunity to race at Daytona this year and absolutely loved it. Um, it's again, flat foot, no break, uh, lots of momentum, lots of speed. And that was so much fun. Um, Talladega is much like it. I was surprised that it was a lot like Daytona, but, um, yeah, I was lucky to get a top five at Daytona this February, yeah. and I think it's got to be one of my new favorites just because, just because of that experience, and it's just so cool all of the history. Yeah, um, some of the best of the best have gotten the opportunity to race there, and it's just the history is is incredible.
0: So when you pulled out onto the track, <laughs> tell me what what were you feeling? Can you remember, or was it just is it just a blur?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's a feeling I'll never forget because it was one of the big milestones in my career. It's something that a lot of racers, there's no way they can forget getting to pull out on Daytona for the first time. It was one of those like, Holy moly, we're at Daytona moments. Like it just all hit me at Mm -hmm. once. And of course I was focused because we had limited time trying to practice. Um, But it was one of those, Wow, like we've made it. Like we're doing a great job. It was a confirmation that we've worked so hard for this moment. Like this is something we've been building up to yeah. and um it was just huge for myself and for our team and um it was one of those feel good moments. It was yeah. one that brings tears to your eyes. Really there's there's a clip going out about um that we've posted a couple of times in our hype videos or whatever that I'm walking down pit road at Daytona with my sunglasses on. And the reason I had some sunglasses on is I literally had tears in my eyes. Like it was one of those on race day. It was one of those emotional days that Mm -hmm. like it was very ceremonial. That's what it felt like. It was all the flags were flying and people were, you know, doing their jobs and it was like formations lining up cars. And I just, I had tears in my eyes. It was one of those moments that, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity.
0: Well, and, you know, I think the people that really follow you and mm-hmm. are really invested in you and, you know, um, any any driver, but, you know, we're talking about you, would have that mm-hmm. same feeling. It's like I've watched Mandy since she raced quarter midgets. I've <laughs> watched Mandy uh, since she was in CRA. And mm-hmm. now here she is at Daytona. And, mm-hmm. you know, and you, and you just feel that overwhelming sense of pride in someone that you know, and, Mm -hmm. and you know that they have to be, meaning I'm thinking about you have to be (laughs) just overwhelmed, excited, and ready to put the pedal to the metal, you know, because Mm -hmm. that's what you've always wanted to do.
1: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I had the pleasure of racing at Kansas this year too, which is my home track. It's 20 minutes from our house and race shop. And that was a huge moment for us too. It was you know, the first time that my aunt and uncle had ever been to a race of mine and my cousin got to go to, and he, he works at our shop, um, doing just odds and ends projects and, um, cleaning different things of the car and just learning a little bit of technical aspect of the car. And so getting the opportunity to like have him at the racetrack and see what goes on and see how his hard work impacts our team. Mm-hmm. That was huge too. It was it was great to be able to have family there. Um, of course, it's a family atmosphere for us, but really having more extended family like aunts yeah. and uncles and all of them. Kansas yeah. is just it's it was emotional for us because it was a track that I had, you know, grown up driving by every weekend of yeah. my childhood and saying, I'm going to race there one day. Right. <laughs> and so it all came true that weekend. And that was huge for us.
0: Yes, I'm sure. Now let's
1: moments this season
0: (laughs) you I mean, I I know you have I just in fact, that's one of the things we're going to get to here in a minute. Um, Okay, what color is your car and what number and why do you have that number on your car.
1: Yeah, so we have number seventy-four. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a number that my dad and my grandpa um, raced in their trucks years ago uh, when they owned the NASCAR truck team. And when we got into the series and realized that that number was open, we had to we had to snatch it up. And it was kind of um, a nod to our previous family history in NASCAR um, and knowing that Arca is a NASCAR own series. Um, We just, we had to, we had to do that. We had to debut our ARCA team under that number and we'll continue to field entries in the number 74 for a while. Um, Our car, we just rebranded for, uh, we've rebranded our website and everything um, just because of the new ARCA program. So our car right now is, um, is a matte gray and white with gold accents and shiny. So yeah,
0: Very cool cool. looking car. (laughs) I'm proud of it. (laughs) Yeah. It's a very cool looking car for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So um, memorable moments. We were just talking about those. Mm -hmm. What others can you think of? In my whole career? Well, whole career this year, (laughs) whatever you want to, whatever you want to share. So my
1: first national series racing quarter midgets I'll never forget this. My first national series quarter midgets race, we went to Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I raced um with people like Harrison Burton and um I think Carson Hossavar's um oh, like racing friend at the time teammate um Will Raber and some of those drivers, um, very highly regarded in racing and um, won my first national series race in our first field. Um, And that was just an absolutely cool moment. Um, And I remember my mom, like, it was one of those weekends because we were learning. It was all new. Like, we knew nothing about this series. And we were like, why not? Like, let's give it a try. And my mom was learning all these things and, um, just trying to manage the team. And it really shocked us our first national series win. And my mom just, there's a picture of us. She's just like, her cheeks are all red. She was crying and we were all crying, but, yes, um, it was our whole family, uh, there pretty much. It was my dad and my grandpa and my mom and, um, some of our really close family friends. And it was just a cool weekend for us. It's a memorable moment for sure. But, um, And that's when I knew that I wanted to continue racing in quarter midgets for many years. So that's kind of what kept kicked off our USAC national tour um, when I was young. And then uh, getting to race at Bristol is a memorable, memorable moment, racing side by side with Mike Skinner um, and then finishing, I think, fourth that weekend, which was an absolutely incredible weekend Um, and getting a shout out from him after after that race um on a podcast was it was one of those that i'll never forget Too, Mm -hmm. um and then our our race at daytona for the arca race and kansas so probably those are the biggest four memorable Mm -hmm. moments for us just um, and we're building, and I'm excited yeah. for the future of our team. I know that this year we had planned to do more full-time, but with um, school and internship, a lot th- was thrown our way, and so yeah. we're just kind of um, getting our feet wet in this, and we're going to continue building.
0: So I'll tell you an interesting story about Will Raber. Do you know okay. where Will Raber is from? Is he from Michigan, I'm guessing? Kalamazoo area. area. So Will Raber's older brother was Ben Raber, And Ben Raber and my son, Ben, were very close friends. And then we lost Ben Raber in June. And then Mm -hmm. I lost my son in November of the same year. And so uh, we always, his mom and I, uh, Ben Raber's mom and I used to say, oh, the Ben's, it must be the name Ben or whatever, (laughs) because they gave us our gray hair, but they were passionate about racing and Will was as well. And so when you mentioned his name, I just, I had to share that with you. So um, Mm -hmm. yeah, very, very cool that we have a lot of things in common, more than I was Mm -hmm. even really thinking about. (laughs) Racing really is a small world. It is. (laughs) It, you know, it really is. And you just don't, you think it's huge. When I started IWMA in 2017, Mm -hmm. I, I knew there were women that raced, but I didn't have any idea at the scope of women that were in racing and yet mm-hmm. when you talk about the five women that raced in the ARCA race I've interviewed all of them mm-hmm. you know the chance of us meeting and getting to know each other um, mm-hmm. you know Carson now he's in the truck series now he's had a cup start I've been following him Todd Gilliland raced in Kalamazoo um, my son knew had met David they rented the track the day before the racing and they came out and it was my son's car and Todd's car and, um, David Reagan. And so they were practicing on, and I went to McDonald's and brought them all food. I mean, there was just, so I know Todd, you know, and there's just, Mm -hmm. and I know Natalie Decker. I have just met so many amazing kids and then you start to watch and now they're married, they're growing up and, and, Mm -hmm. um, it's so it is such a small world, really. Mm-hmm. And you you it meet is. people wherever you go. If you have a NASCAR shirt on or a racing shirt on mm-hmm. people, people say, oh, who's your favorite driver or, oh, are you involved in racing? And then I handed my card and say, yeah, I have a racing business. But it's amazing the connections we have. If we <laughs> just, uh, you know, look around us, they're all over.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's pretty wild. And one of the cool things about my opportunity this summer is that I'm all up in Michigan um, in that area and getting to connect with some of my friends yeah. that I haven't seen in a year and a half or two years because I haven't raced late models in that long. And so right. um, getting to see uh, some of my closest late model friends, Kyle Mackey and uh, and yeah. Jimmy Tucker, they're fantastic. I, I got to go re- watch kyle race at birch run um, okay a couple weeks ago and just getting to reconnect with people those friendships never go away they're lifelong friendships and um and you can go back to them in 10 years and you catch up like you you know never skipped a beat and and that's the valuable thing about racing is it pulls a lot of people together and and you're right it is a big it seems like a big network but it is a close family that everyone's connected with everyone
0: yeah, absolutely. For sure. And I, I love that when you get a chance, you're able to go watch them, but also through social media, we can just keep tabs on pretty much anybody we want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you have the time, you know, to do it because um we're, we're all out there sharing, you know, all about what we're doing in racing. So, yeah. so Mandy marketing partners, I know you can't yeah. do it alone, you know, so <laughs> do you want to mention uh, anything about your marketing partners? Absolutely. I'd
1: love to take a moment to, uh, mention them, shout them out and thank them. Um, JRC accounting and dynamic Drivelines um, are some of my biggest supporters. There's FK rod-ins and Fergola performance systems. They're owned by the Fergola family and they've supported me since I was eight or nine years old. Um, so they've been with me a long time, Aero race wheels, um, HD five Horvath design. um, I know i'm missing a couple but ProFab headers um they're fantastic rivers edge scrap management as a local business in the kansas city area um and i'm thankful for them uh and their support of of our race team rose holman popped on for a couple races this year so it seems fitting to thank them for their support yeah. uh for daytona and talladega Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm so thankful for the wonderful people around me who continue to work hard to support me, um, week in and week
0: out. Yeah, for sure. We can't do it alone. That that's for sure. And the the farther (laughs) up the ladder you go, the more of those kind of people you need on your side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So I hate to talk about bad days at the racetrack, (laughs) but I think someone in your position and what you've been through, you Mm -hmm. know knows the best way to handle a bad day at the racetrack. So how does Mandy Chick have handle that if she ever has a bad day at the track? <laughs> well, I try not to have a bad day at the track. I try I to wake up on the sunny side of things
1: and yeah, always I always to a Celsius in the morning that gets my day rolling and a protein shake. I typically, um, especially in ARCA, I used to be able to eat before like on race day, but now I can't. I'm just a ball of nerves on race day. Um, So I typically will grab a protein shake in the morning and that's about all I will eat for the day or a couple crackers. So um, that's kind of my morning routine. I go to the track, um, try to be there as early as possible. I know that I typically don't have things for a few hours from when the track opens but i know my team gets there and they work hard and i want to jump in and help them too so yeah. um sometimes we have bad days when things just aren't going right it just doesn't feel right maybe people wake up on the wrong side of the bed and maybe people are at each other's throats or you know things that happen in teams um i think taking the time to reset is really important if you're having a bad day I know that it's hard in the hustle and bustle of race day, but taking a minute, especially for me, because I have a lot of pressure with just knowing the job that I have to do out there, I have to step away for a few minutes, maybe put a couple of AirPods in and just listen to an encouraging playlist or something like that Mm -hmm. um, and just clear my head. I typically am in a pretty good mood on race days, which is good, but um, I think when we are having frustrating days when nothing's going our way, it's good to stop and remember that we've worked hard for this moment, and we've had successes in the series, and it's not the end of the world. We're going to work it out. We're going to figure it out. Um, Giving us a break to breathe is really important in clearing our minds and coming back to a fresh mind. So that's yeah. one of our main philosophies. When we go to, when we um, continue with race weekend and if we run into problems, it's, hey, let's take a break. Let's grab a yeah. water. It's absolutely. You know,
0: like,
1: I'm in the car. Let's let me get out of the car and cool down and let's talk about it. Let's brainstorm. Let's throw all these ideas out there and work through yeah. them. Yeah. Um, we take really, a breath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, tr- we try to do it like a team where everyone has an equal say. People throw their ideas out and uh, maybe not. Maybe they're not the final solution to the problem, but they they point the direction. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we yeah. try to be really strategic about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. So a woman in racing, have you had anything that you would say has it been a benefit that you were a woman or um, not so much a benefit that you were a woman?
1: I think there are opinions on either side. I think people believe that it's a benefit that I'm a female in racing because I have a lot of publicity which I'm lucky that that people latch onto women in racing sometimes and they give them the extra social media push or they want right. to interview people because they're females or something like that. But I also think there's the other side that there are some roadblocks, too, as being a female in racing in the racing industry. It's it's natural Um, if it was a female dominated field and and men were getting into it. Yeah, there would be some roadblocks there, too. I think that's natural. Um, I think the the thing for me that I have to keep in mind is that I'm in it to because I love it and just yeah. continue to push forward because they're my goals and dreams. And I have to wipe the slate clean on what people have done in the past and just not even think about the history mm-hmm. of what has happened or um that in in history it's been all male or whatever. It's I have a goal and it's I'm trying to create a straight beeline to it. And I'm very thankful that females get that publicity. Um, But I also think, I think it balances out. I think there are pros and cons to being a female in the racing industry.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think there's, there's beginning to be more pros than cons. I think it's turning itself Mm -hmm. around.
1: I, yes, I am lucky to, to be able to witness that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I agree that there has been kind of a change in tide. People have been able to combat the, the negative thoughts. And of course there's that every once in a while or a random commenter on TikTok or whatever. I think all that's natural, but negative things happen all the time, right? They always, they always will comment, um, on anyone's video. And so I think that, I think there are going, there are some more positives now in the racing industry, which is great.
0: Yeah. And it's not just motorsports, uh, social no. media, they comment about everything. So, you know, yeah, it's, right? it's not just motor <laughs> All the keyboard warriors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They they know everything when they're sitting yeah. here behind the computer. But put them in a race car, they, they'd have another opinion, <laughs> I'm sure. So. Right.
1: Well, I think you run
0: into that anywhere. You're right. It's in any yeah. industry. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you kind of a two-part question here. Okay. Um, have you been or are you a role model for younger drivers? And the second part of that question is, how have you or will you make an impact in the motorsports industry?
1: Yeah, for younger drivers, for sure. Um, I have had the opportunity to go back to a couple of the quarter midget races um, when I'm in town or when they're um, partnered with NASCAR race weekends. I got to do that um, Kansas weekend and go talk to some of the little kids uh, after my practice day. And just being able to go back and talk to them and remember where they're at and just encourage them and think about where I was at as a driver in that moment or what was going through my mind at the time. Mm-hmm. That was really valuable in getting to mentor some of the younger drivers. Yeah, so for sure. I have, I'm, I'm proud I've had the opportunity to go back and coach some, some kids yeah. at the quarter midget level or get to visit them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they'll remember Mm -hmm. that forever. And, you know, it's one thing if your dad tells you or your mom tells you what to do Mm -hmm. or how to turn or how to pass. But when you can look up to a race car driver Mm -hmm. who maybe is not in your family and that you Mm -hmm. look up to with respect and they say, oh, these are the things that are important or you need to remember or whatever. um, It carries a little more weight, I think, for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's been interesting going back to the quarter midget track because I remember when I was a kid, I was not listening to my parents on what they were saying with the race (laughs) car. And so I've had some parents that will pull me aside and be like, hey, Talk to our kid. They're struggling with this. Yeah. And so I'll be able to like go back to the kid and be like, hey, remember to be smooth or don't right. let split off the gas as much because it keeps up your momentum if you stay in the throttle a little more. Like just give them yeah. little pointers that right. comes from a different source than they hear every day. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> social media, we talked about it. So this is kind of uh we're we're gonna wrap up here because I know you're at a family function.
1: You're social fine. media
0: <laughs> is huge. We know we can't get along without it. Um how do you use it to promote yourself and your team and what platforms do you typically use the most?
1: Yeah, so I have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um so Instagram, Twitter, TikTok are all at the Mandy Chick. Um Facebook is if you just search my name Mandy Chick and hit the pages tab, it'll pop up with my page. Um, And then my website is mandychick.com. That is newly revamped. So go check it out. My PR manager has done an awesome job at revamping that and taking that project on. It's been a lot, but um, she did a fantastic job. Uh, If you go to the merch tab, this is new this week. If you go to the merch tab, you can go order some merchandise. Uh, We have partnered with Short Track Heroes to bring us merchandise and fulfill that quickly within, I think order ships within two days, um, wow. which is huge. So they're shipping all of our stuff and um, and handling a lot of our merch. So we'll have some of that new rolling out in the next few weeks as well. Um, but yeah, we're just building and, and rolling forward with our website and our social media. Um, yeah. Our social media hosts updates on uh, different things we're doing. We're about to put out some announcements on what the rest of the year schedule looks like. I know we've had some questions from people and want to give people answers on our schedule as we kind of figure that out. So um, we'll be updated soon.
0: All right. Sounds good. (laughs) Mandy, I love you, girl. I followed you. You're like, like I said, you're like one of my, you're like one of my own um, I'm just so proud of what you're doing and where you are and all that you're accomplishing. And I know I don't reach out and tell you that, but I'm telling you that right now, um, that, you know, I, I love all the people I meet, but some people are just a little more special because of when we met, you were there in the beginning and, uh, and I've been able to follow you and watch you race. And so that means, that means a whole lot to me for sure. So um one of the things now usually Brett Timmerman is on with me he's my co-host but it's father's day he's a father i gave him the night off and so uh but one of the things that he always says and you're already part of my family but one of the things he always says is women's motorsports network is a family and mm-hmm. now that you've been on this show you're part of the family so welcome to the family i, I hate to tell him you've been in my race family for Gosh, <laughs> Mandy, six years—almost yeah, six years—in years. August. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I—I'm proud to say that you're you're part of my race family, and um, <laughs> that's everything I'm going to bother you with tonight. But <laughs> um, tell me what what is your next race? Do you know yet when you're going to be racing again and where? Yeah. So obviously, it's been kind of funding and schedule
1: dependent this year um but it's looking like if everything aligns iowa july 15th will be the next okay one. if okay. not it will be michigan august 4th so we'll uh decide on that see how all the dominoes fall okay and announce that soon
0: you gotta be in michigan july, or august 4th <laughs> well, I, will. You know.
1: I will i <laughs> will either way
0: <laughs> yeah oh you'll be in michigan either way okay good yep. all right sounds good because you're you know so close now that you know yeah you can like, almost be
1: there. come visit. You can almost
0: <laughs> call yourself a Michigander. So there, you I go. know almost. I don't <laughs> almost. know. Maybe
1: a couple more weeks. And yeah, then maybe maybe badge a badge of honor.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly for sure. So, well, Mandy, thank you for being on. You know, Thanks. I appreciate you and all you're doing. I appreciate what you're doing as far as a role model for other young women involved in racing. So, keep working hard. Um, I'll be following you, you know I do. So um take care of yourself. Have a good rest of the season. Hopefully I will get to see you at the racetrack here uh one of these days soon. And then um we'll just we'll just stay in contact. You ever want to make a, an announcement or have anything you want me to share, you know how to get a hold of me.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much for uh, all the kind words and support
0: you're welcome you go have some <laughs> food i bet there's some good food somewhere <laughs> <laughs> it. all right thank you sure. yep. Bye. bye so mandy chick if you couldn't figure it out she's one of my favorite p- people in racing i've known her gosh like i said seven years wow things are going quick and so um just love that girl and what she's doing. And so I'm glad we had a chance to get her on and catch up with her because a lot of things have been happening to her this year. So, like I said, it's Father's Day. Brett's a father. I told him to take the night off. Um, and so he's enjoying spending time with his family. I do want to share, you know, on Sunday night, we try to share the Sunday successes. So I have a few of those to share. And um, before I get started with that, I am going to, um, we have a new Facebook page. It's called Let's Talk Racing Live with Brett and Melinda. And from here out, I'm hoping that if you have a success that you want to post, I want you to post it on that page. And so if you have any trouble doing that, let me know. But that way I can have them all on one page and I can shout out way more people if That happens. So we're going to start with Libby Grimes, Grimes Motorsports. She finished off the weekend third at Wayne County Speedway. And I wish you could see the picture of her smile, but she's got a huge smile. She's got to be maybe seven or eight years old. She looks so happy that she got the third place. Um, Michelle with Ross Motorsports has a nice picture on her side. It's called Ross Motorsports. And she's got a large trophy on top of her car. So Michelle, great job. Uh, The Hale Racing Team. They raced in Beaverdam, Wisconsin um, with the World of Outlaw Cars. And they just have a great looking team. It looks like they had some success over the weekend. And so we want to give them a shout out. Hayden Wise Racing. She had another awesome night of racing with a top three finish. But this time on the dirt at Millbridge, that's a huge accomplishment. So way to go, Hayden. She started 15th and finished third with a stacked field of cars. She's headed to Pennsylvania for three events. Bone Motorsports, B-O-H-N is their last name. And I thought um, I had, had seen this family before, but then I never could figure out where they were, how I found them. I was spelling their name wrong. So Bone Motorsports, three daughters that are racing on the race team. So we're going to try to get them on our show or uh, at least in the magazine to, um, you know, support those three, those three daughters, those three sisters. Luskville Luskville Dragway, NHRA, Junior Dragster, Julia Malcolm beat Haley Anger. Anger is her last name. Hopefully she wasn't angry. But... um, Great race girls, junior dragster girls took ta- took um, one and two spots in the field. Kaylee Bryson. We know who Kaylee is. She's just hard to get on the show. She's a busy girl. She finished fifth from the 15 starting position on her debut with the 500 Sprint Car Tour at Toledo Speedway. Adriana Timmerman. Usually Brett tells us about Adriana, but uh, she qualified fourth. She got second in the heat race and she took third in the feature. She said, one of the most fun races I've had in a while, got tangled up a few times and it cost me a few spots. Way to go, Adriana. Aubrey Walker. Her heats are done and she got third in her 200 400 main and third in all-star. So she races a quad, which looks so fun. I would love to have raced quads when I was a kid. Uh, Frank Bouchard posted about him and Sarah. Uh, They both brought home trophies after she finished third in the blue plate predator. It was her third top three finish in a row. And he finished second in clone masters in his first race this year. So way to go, dad and daughter. And hopefully I'm going to get over to Arthur Speedway and see some of those guys race in person. Ella Ray Fifield um she's welcoming a new partner AP Racing. She finished 3rd in her heat and 2nd in her feature. Way to go. Um and the last one that I'm going to share is a special little girl, Paisley West. Paisley races at English Creek near Knoxville, Iowa. I met Paisley a couple of years ago. Um this would be the see third year that she's racing for sure. She may have started before that, but she's just a young gal. And she got her first win and her first wing dance on the season. So Paisley, way to go, girl. Hopefully I'll see you at English Creek again this summer. But if not, I'm following you. I'm watching what you're doing. So I'm so proud of you for getting your first win. I know you're going to have many, many more. So that's everything for tonight. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, racing dads, racing grandpas, and all the, the people out there that um love racing follow racing um the racetracks can't do it without you they need you to go and support them they need you to follow them on you know flow racing or whatever it might be if it's too far for you to go but um get out there and support your local track we don't want racing to disappear and we can't keep these tracks alive if we don't have people like you going to the track and supporting motorsports so Have a great week, everybody. Next weekend, next week on Sunday, my guest is going to be Madison Snyder. Yes, the Maddie Snyder, my granddaughter. I finally convinced her to be on the podcast. So she's going to be with us next Sunday and um, excited about that. And so have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you then. Bye.